0: Hey, this is Candia Raquel, founder of Centro de Poder, and you are at the Sensual Sessions podcast, the place to sense your fire so you can share your flame. And if you're new, you can grab a gift waiting for you on the link below. Today, we have a very special guest. This is Dr. Marcy Pondy. She lives in France, and I am very excited to have her here. Welcome, Marcy. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Tell us a little bit about- Glad to be here. Uh, I am so excited. Tell us about your background. What led you to to start working on sexuality and pleasure? Like, can you remember the moment in your life where you said like, This is what I want to do, like to devote my, my professional life
1: too. <laughs> I don't think there is one moment, but had glimpses showing up along the way. Uh, I am a medical doctor. I was trained as an intensivist and anesthesiologist. And my life starting started to, to crumble, basically. Um, my body my physical body my relationships my sexuality um, and i was determined to transform them and to heal and to understand um, the why and also the resolution of what was going on so i yeah i basically went on a journey a deep deep journey into my body i learned the body mostly with my head, a um, lot, of, lot of things about the body, a lot of things you know, how, how the body works. But I never learned how to feel my body. And, yeah, going into the, this journey of going deep, deep into my body, into my womb, into my heart, into my bones, <laughs> and fin- finding the life back and learning to feel myself and learning to feel myself in relationships. And I found a deep devotion for my body and for all that is. Um, yeah, and I really wanted to share that with the world. I was like, oh, this is my medicine because I really struggled at some point of my life. I was extremely societal, had chronic pain. And yeah, at some point I just said, okay, I think I'm going to be a better doctor if I'm alive than <laughs> if I'm dead. <laughs> so that was what yeah, wanting like driving to shift and centrality and pleasure has been one of the big aspect of my transformation. Uh, a pleasure that actually nourishes and and, and feels the body instead of like like the short pleasure I could have, like alcohol, a drug at some point, even <laughs> um, medication. Like it was. Yeah, a different kind of pleasure and this is my medicine it's really part of my medicine yeah. i always wanted to be a doctor uh to do medicine i know i just i'm just bringing a different kind of medicine a medicine that comes from my bone from my heart from my womb from my from my body and my like all the lineage i have um that come through me as well
0: uh, this is like i'm getting the literally the goosebumps because yeah, indeed, you, you do know life, and I relate to you because I am a biologist, so, like, you have, like, this desire to understand life, so you learn the muscles, the anatomy, the functioning, you apply protocols, you see people healing, getting better, but still, it's like, you think you know yourself, so it's, it's like, um, a discursive knowledge of course very important and necessary but that doesn't mean knowing life from the pure experience of what life is that that you so beautifully point out of knowing life knowing yourself through your bones through your heart through your through your womb and how this this medicine is is a source of of healing because interestingly enough you were into healing people like with internal medicine you were an anesthesiologist but there is this other resource a fundamental resource that is accessible to all of us that is the, the inner connection of two pleasure as medicine. And yeah, the, this, is, this is so powerful. And you mentioned about your lineage. Could you tell us a little bit more about what is the, the meaning of lineage for you?
1: Yeah, thank you for asking. Uh, I think there is different meaning for me. Um, there is both the teacher I found on my on my way, multiple teachers, uh, tantra teacher, um, sexual alchemist, energy healer, trauma resolution practitioner, and the lineage I found like from my ancestors, also that came to me uh, from invisible realm as well that actually opened to me uh, through my body so I have in both in the physical and the non-physical in the alive like in the living and in the dead Um, so yeah my I would say my lineage is all of all of that for now (laughs) I can still deepen the process but it's ancestral wisdom that comes from my body teacher I found and I have um, and the unseen which is not that unseen but <laughs> it can be seen sometimes <laughs> but yeah that's what I mean by that
0: so beautiful to, to have the connection to the ones that shared with you the knowledge and to keep the, the lineage alive through, through passing it on through through what we say sharing the the flame of, of this fire that has been passed from generation to generation, from grandmother to mother to daughter, from teacher to student to student exactly
1: Yes, yes.
0: exactly It's a human, a very human way and also a feminine way of of keeping the knowledge alive and updated and you know, in a way like, like you become the lineage. Like it's one thing is to have a knowledge. Like you have a a library of books in, in your mind and protocols and procedures and you apply it. And another thing is to become the knowledge like an, an, an embodied healer because you heal yourself and then you pass it on and regard in regards to that like I am curious to to know uh, what are the the most common challenges that you see in in your practice with your with your clients with your with the with the people that you're treating now like what what is? the main struggle that you see today's, in today's society in regards to sensuality and pleasure?
1: I would say shame. Shame is a big, big thing. And what is funny with shame is it can take many, many faces. It can, it had like a a thousand face. Shame is not, doesn't always introduce whole health, health, health self as, as shame. It can be anxiety, it can be aggressivity, it can be so, so, so like physical symptoms sometimes, depending on how strong is the shame. Um, so it's like really like uh, trying to do whatever it can to hide and <laughs> to protect. Um, and also, yeah, finding the right distance when we meet very very deep and very ancient layer of shame so shame is a big thing but once again I don't always see like it doesn't always show up as shame in the first place um, that would be bad yeah shame um, and, and 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 worth unworthiness and as well like it's the Two massive things, unworthiness and shame.
0: Worthiness and shame. Yes, because people don't feel that they deserve pleasure. And like people, I include myself in the people genre. (laughs) Because like, at least for me, my education has been to work hard. Like, like you want it, you, you gotta earn it first so so you become deserving of what you want and i mean to a certain point it's okay like you want you want a car well don't don't rob it don't steal it you go work and then buy the car because that way you also build confidence like you run a process and you see the outcome but like this this timeline of the process and the outcome, I feel that somehow got distorted with yeah. instant gratification that we want to to get the car first before working, so you get a lease and then you get it and then you pay it, but then you don't feel deserved it, but deserving. So it's like a distortion of, of desire as well. and a disconnection I feel from the pl- process. And for the process understood as, as a pleasurable journey, as an unfolding, as, as watering the plant and watching the plant grow and bloom, that is, should be uh, a, a beautiful process. And the biggest thing is that even if you worked hard, uh, there you are, you buy the car and you don't get any promised pleasure because i feel that we we tend to lose the play, the capacity for pleasure if it's not practiced and instead we we practice numbing ourselves like not not sensing ourselves like not not sensing the body not sensing the experience and Honestly, I don't have an idea on how to fix that problem with worthiness, but you're the expert. So <laughs> <laughs> is there hope like to, to feel worthy of pleasure?
1: Mm. I think so, and I also think it's a it's a journey. Uh, and and it come in layers, like it's a kind of a feminine way of of healing, so it's nonlinear. And it's it's beautiful, but it's, like, not, yeah, not linear. Um, and it's really allowing the layers to unfold and and also expanding that to, the whole, like, the whole life for me. Um, and the word that came when you mentioned, like, kind of working for, for things, which I think it's also, like, beautiful quality. I don't want to dismiss, actually, any part of... <laughs> Of you know what we have and who, who we are, but it's also allowing the body to receive, which can be in of itself a process and receive nutrients. Sometimes, like it can literally affect like how we digest food, <laughs> uh, so on on or, or not. Um, so yeah, receiving like allowing the body to receive, and because there is a part of yeah doing stuff and. A part of receiving, um, yeah, yeah. That, what came?
0: Yeah, like we are into doing and and not into receiving, and it has to to become like a a reciprocity, like
1: yeah, do, more more space for receiving,
0: more space to receiving, and it's yeah,
1: especially especially for women, I I think everyone, like everyone receives men and women and like whatever your gender is, everyone has to receive. Um, but for women, the, like the receptivity channel can be really blocked, basically. So it's many layers, like it's it's restoring the boundaries because it can be physically and energetically like disrupted. Yeah. Finding safety in the body and when I mean safety, it can be very blurry, like, oh, what is safety in the body? And for me, it's... it's learning how to feel so s- sometimes there is no safety so like finding stability finding present time present space um finding what can support us right now even if it's just a couch or a floor something that don't move and going little by little there is like i really also love the process of small doable pieces you mentioned watering something and yeah feminine can be overflowing but if there is parts that are completely dry like you can put water it would slip so it's really allowing one drop if it's the only thing that the body can allow in this moment so there is a huge power in small double pieces and um, I, I, I cannot be the person who said there's no hope because I've seen in my people I work with and in my own body Things that really, literally, like, like, looks like miracles. So I, yeah, it's a grounded hope and grounded more than hope. It's like practice, <laughs> experiences. It's like, it's like, yeah, it works. Well, <laughs> c- awesome.
0: Certainly, it's it's a fact. Is it's the outcome of of a yeah. small doable steps along a exactly a nurturing journey. Like, I'm instantly feeling like more relaxed and happy <laughs> just with the images of find something that doesn't move, that is, it's going to be there, like the floor that you can rely on and find support there and, and learn how to set boundaries. And that makes so much sense because I, women, we are, tremendously vulnerable in the strict way of susceptible to to damage, like physically and culturally, historically. And we still live in a culture when women are supposed to receive, even if they don't want to receive what, what they are being given, which is actually a violation. And can be from from the mildest way of of the salary disparity between men and women, which is very serious, but it's not something physical, like in, in the flesh level, and something directly physical as being stared at in a on this, in a lusty way in the subway or being touched, like if you if you live in mexico like and you walk out of the street like you better be like in in a costume like hidden and like try to be discreet and then the boundaries become a walling off from our own pleasure and a walling yeah. off from the body because like okay sometimes you get to receive stuff that you don't want because you cannot put the boundary so you put a boundary at a flesh level of how much you you let in, how much uh like okay, it will touch your body, it will make harm your, your like physical integrity, but you try that not to reach your your soul or or your heart. So yeah. at the moment of opening it's like, of course I am not gonna open my heart body and soul for no reason like it, it it's a matter of, of survival of of like being able to to keep on going despite uh the the the, the context of of abusing in culture so even in civilized more or less civilized countries there's still this like tremendous affectation so like I feel that we are lucky to have boundaries like at least the ones that we've built professionally and being able to to have our independence, but still for, for women that have had like this support from our family and inner means to get ourselves a career and we are able to create safety for us, we are not like exempted from, from these like existential angst of, of, yeah, of, of danger of opening. So I I like that to hear that there is hope and there is actually like a bunch of proven cases and it starts with, with setting boundaries. So my question is, once you have your, your material boundaries, like you have your work, equal payment that's covered, like your friends and family respect you, your partner respects you, you have your house, you're safe, but still you're dealing with this cultural background. With this religious shaming, with this uh, global ecological crisis, like then, what what would be one small step <laughs> to to put a boundary to all of that, and then not feel guilty to feel pleasure when you know that there are people dying in Ukraine like because then women are also like the caregivers and the ones that are supposed to take care of everything and everyone and yeah I my question is how you put boundaries to yourself
1: <laughs> mm, I love this question because yeah putting boundaries also on ourselves um as you said uh, it's not only us like there is this societal like cultural, And says like religious, it's like layer upon layer upon layer. So uh, I think it's really a call for compassion. Like, of course, it can be challenging. There is like, it's not only (laughs) an individual single problem uh, and situation. It's more, it's bigger than that. Um, I don't think, I mean, it's not my experience that you can avoid or bypass shame. We actually move through guilt and shame. for me the key is to allow it to be a wave of experience but if it was blocked by guilt or shame it's like oh yeah I'm experiencing a wave of shame or a wave of of guilt and seeing that as as something you meet on the way to liberation Um, and yeah there is also like this woman who are nurturing caregiving and for me it's also a call to receive even deeper to receive from the earth, receive from like the elements, because we are connected to that. Uh, I had no idea. I was not connected to that. So it might make no, no sense for people who listen to that. So don't, don't take my word for, like, <laughs> for true. Like You don't have to believe what I say. It's really uh, more of an experiential thing than a belief kind of thing um and for me boundary are also uh first they're also multi-dimensional like there is i mostly work with sensation so it can actually be felt like when we restore a boundary you can actually feel it um and it's also calling layer of support like if we're connected with all of the thing if we're so sensitive to stress and to and to hormonal changes and to what's going on in the world it is because it is actually useful <laughs> like it's a purpose um, and it's yeah it's a call to it's a for me it's a call to re- call it's invita- invitation to call layer of support and layer of resource in the physical world and in the non-physical world and like higher level of support um, even in the ancient world and actually feel it um, yeah that's what I want to say, and for the ecological like, crisis and climate crisis, there is also for me, yeah, a connection to the earth as we can have, like through the cervix and through cervical orgasm and through the legs, and like the physical body is connected to earth. And women tend to have uh, a connection to that, who, who is actually more um, uh, easier, I would say, because I work with men as well easier or different maybe Um, and for me I really make a connection between intense I wouldn't really want to uh, like like, the word intense with an intense uh, ecological anxiety and a disconnection from the body like we literally are are the earth so it's like a deep call of like come back, come home come home in the body yeah, come
0: home to, to the earth that you are already, to, to the yeah. planet and take care of that piece of planet. Ma- make sure it's nurtured, happy, safe, pleasured, essential. Yeah, like, it's, and that's very pragmatical because if, if you change, the world changes because you're part of the world. And if you, you're, you like, taking care of, of this Little piece of planet. You may even inspire other people to do the same. So it ripples in the same way that our um, abusive interrelationality affect us all in a chain sequence. Also, like this um, grounded integrity that comes from from the body. Um, has an effect and it has a resonance yeah absolutely absolutely and you mentioned cervical orgasms what are those tell tell us more
1: (laughs) I think it depends probably on people like any kind of orgasm Um, hmm, how can I explain cervical orgasm for me to come from the earth I had massive walls around my heart like I had I won't, say no, like I won't go into the detail, but let's say an intense childhood <laughs> um, with a bit of violence, a bit of sexual abuse and stuff. And I had like a big wall around my heart. I was really locked out of my heart, and I didn't notice that because it was so early that it was not impacting my last eyes. <laughs> no, it, was, it was just life for me. Yes. Uh, so for me, it's really yeah going deeper into the into the heart. Okay. Because they are all deeply deeply connected with the art with the heart and with the whole body, of course, but with the heart and with the earth as well, it's like a deep current deep that comes from the earth, the heart and ripple down through the cervix and kind of go down on the earth like it it can be it can it can look many 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 different ways um but i I keep getting impressed by the woman's ability for pleasure in the right condition. Like it's it's like there is a need for a specific condition. It's actually learning what are the conditions for your body. And cultivate that. And it's indeed it changed the whole it it does change the world. Like it has changed as I'm seeing effect in my family. Uh, cause I was really into like, oh, I'm doing that. Do that. Like I was really really like <laughs> And now I'm like, oh, there's another way. Um, there's another but way. I learned as I did it. Uh, so it impacts my family, my like my whole family, my obviously my client and my client family. So it's really something that ripple through, as you said, yeah, like a wave, like wave of orgasms, wave of transformation,. Um, so, yeah, I hope I'm planting a few seeds mm-hmm. <laughs> right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, yeah, that's uh, mm-hmm. the main thing. And really what I call devotion, because mm, you meet sometimes parts in the body, like pieces in the body that are blocked or tense, or like, that never sh- sh- showed up before, like new sensation. And sometimes some of them, like in the second, they're like gone. Oh, they had a need or something, or they needed time or something. And in a split second, it's ch- it changes. And sometimes it takes a week, sometimes it takes a month, and sometimes it, take, it can take a year. So really it's, it's devotional practice to have like tools to let the body move and transform itself, herself, it's not. and meeting what, is, um, what doesn't move. I'm quoting that, like, I don't really like the word. With devotion and with passion and with... like with time and space and allowing this part of the body to have all the time in the world even if you allow this time for one second but having one second of infinite patience
0: presence.
1: can be really uh, helpful and it's definitely also practice depending on where you come from it was definitely practice for me <laughs> I want to share that
0: developmental <laughs> yeah. practice and you, you talk about the heart and th- this is a, a question that so- sometimes like puzzles me because it's said that the heart per se as some, as an organ, a, as a, with a specific unique muscular tissue has a vagus nerve, but has not, no direct nervous terminations, like, anatomically, scientifically, supposedly, the heart cannot be felt. But I hear testify that I do feel my heart. So what's your take on this as a medical doctor and also as a sensualist? So is it part, or is it another layer of experience or like... Let's not worry with explanations and just like dive into the mystery of the devotional heart.
1: What what? The heart can be felt. I was surprised by what can be felt in the body. Um, There were things I had no idea could be felt. Like at some point I could feel my third ventricle, and I was like, "Well, okay, if I can feel that, I don't feel it all the time." I'm thankful for that, by the way, that I don't feel that all the time. <laughs> but when I started to feel more and more of the of fluid body, like there's different layers of the body. There is a physical dense body that we can feel, touch. There is a more fluid body that we can also feel. There is also a light body that we also can feel. So the, all the images we can see sometimes, I don't know, they don't have a strong... Image in head, like to to share in mind, but oh yeah, let's say the um, all the description of the energetic current, and I don't know everything about like the Chinese medicine and all the way they can describe stuff. Yeah, it can be felt, so it comes from sensation. The way energy move into the body, there is different ways for energy to move, um, but it for me it's mostly sensational. Like it is sensation that you're feeling so yeah a short answer yes the heart can be felt the, the
0: heart. <laughs> so so yeah like when we talk about the heart is that heart beating organ inside the chest like literally yeah. sensation is there it's not like you have your spiritual heart floating on the side of your ear no it's like <laughs> in <situ>.
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly i'm really talking about the earth that can that can feel our heart uh, can feel sometimes our bones, and sometimes not. And it's uh, yeah. When I, when I said parts of the body that disappeared, it can also be that like oh, I, it's possible to not feel the, the the heart, and it's okay. This is the kind of thing like oh, allowing time and passion. There is a reason why the the heart said oh no, I won't be felt.
0: A bone, perhaps. <laughs> it's dangerous.
1: Yeah, it's like a dangerous. Usually, it's like it's not safe to to feel to be felt.
0: And that's okay. Take it gently. Yeah. Don't don't try to crack open the, the, the heart because like that would be against what, what we're working on on tending to the sensitivity and and setting a safe place for for the feminine to to receive, to welcome. Exactly. Yes. I I, I get a a sense of what you say about cervical orgasm? Because in a way, I I had my theories that theories that the feminine sex, like the genitals, are not so. They are localized, but like they blend with the whole body. So I I had my my own like <laughs> conclusions that that feminine sexual pleasure is very globally experienced, like, sometimes I, I thought like, wow, I, I'm feeling this, like this orgasmic ecstasy here, like, of course, in the pelvis, between the legs, and in the vagina, but I am feeling it all the way to the chest and even like to the throat. Yeah. Like, if if the vagina and the heart would be the same thing, And and also the times that I felt like more in love, like, like for me, lost and love <laughs> are practically the same word. Like the times that I had more intimate pleasure had been the the times that I've been like more more devotionally given into this mystery that is love. So again, would that. Make
1: any anatomical sense, Doctor Marcy? <laughs> <laughs> From my, I would say, an understanding, maybe, your experience of, I don't know if it's there is like the vagus nerve that could be as a more anatomical aspect uh, makes sense, and the connection between the vagus nerve and like coming, coming, going all. Oh, Directly from the brain and moving through the throat mm. to the heart, to the digest, like to all the digestive organ, to the womb and the cervix. So there is this uh, the nerve that could be physically that can be physically um, connected, but make that makes sense, yeah. Like it's like a physical aspect, and then there is energetic, energetic aspect also, like the ch- central channel.
0: Mm, yeah.
1: Um, yeah. And yeah, and the d- different energetic currents that move through the body. So there is multiple layers um, of, I won't say explanation, if an explanation is needed. Um, that but I like to have experience, like multiple layers of, of, of um, experience, <laughs> and, and well, how to create the condition to have the experience.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like we, we are multi layered beings. And you know this is good because I am sure that there's a bunch of sensualists listening to us that are also like A-type personality women that have to grow a thick skin that have learned to become tough and like fight against men at a, yeah. at, a at a work level and reach to the highest position like because those are pretty much safe places <laughs> but then like from there to blooming opening <laughs> as as a lotus is like well at, at least give me some rational stuff so i can
1: <laughs> yeah
0: put boundaries to my hyper boundary compulsion <laughs> and then i, I, I can relax <laughs> so yeah yeah what what other kinds of orgasms are there dr marcy tell us everything
1: Mm. yeah um so many kinds sometimes i'm like "Mm, is it does it make sense to even classify them and i like to say yes in some ways because it can help to maybe invite them there is of i would say of course a clitoral orgasm i feel like it's the one that most people talk about when i talk about orgasm okay and um, I, I think it's beautiful that to, or like the clitoris is that people talk about the clitoris. I think it's amazing, and I think it can also be limiting to only mention the clitoris or to think that it's only here for pleasure. The clitoris is not only here for pleasure. But anyway, I want to the clitoris orgasm. Um, the J-spot orgasm, which is like a more internal orgasm, yeah, which in some, like some anatomists think and believe that the J-spot orgasm and the clitoral orgasm are quite the same because the clitoris can be like a bit like deeper and go all the way through the J-spot or urethral sponge, depending on how you want to call it. But it doesn't? Um, hmm? But it's not the Sorry. same so it's it, not it's same. not the same but some anatomics because we actually there's a lot of things we actually don't know about even the anatomy of this part of the body like oh, about the, the sex and the uterus there are things we actually still don't know and we pretend that we know uh, because we like to do that
0: <laughs> but yeah. there's
1: not that much like there's not so many dissections done even the dissection it's done on dead bodies and we learn like a live body from dead bodies yes. so i love anatomy and I want to say it's also limited. So clitoral orgasm, J-spot orgasm, um, cervical orgasm. Even in the vagina, there is multiple pleasure Mm. spots. Like the cervix can be a pleasure spot and orgasm spot. Is a J-spot, a ritual sponge. There is A-spot, B-spot, so before, like just in front of the cervix, behind the cervix. There is a K-spot. So there is like a lot of spots that exist. And then it's, I was only mentioning the sex, like the, so. There is anus that can be pleasurable, and um do sponge. So there is multiple, multiple physical stuff. But I think the whole body can be orgasmic, and that's what I want to end. Yeah, that's the the main thing I would talk about. Like you can touch your own skin and like breathe and allowing sound and allowing the sensation of pleasure to move through the body, and For me, the orgasm is mostly like a sensation, usually pleasure, but not only pleasure. The sensation that moves through the body until the body is transformed in some way. So the breast, the throat, even like the physical throat, there is like pleasure that can be taken from deep throating. (laughs) Uh, The breast, the nipples, the, the belly, like the whole body is just calling you for pleasure.
0: The whole body is calling you for pleasure. Yes, (laughs) yes, 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 definitely. This is so important, like, to, to reclaim this, this delight that we already are, this liveliness, this brimming fire, that is it's pure pleasure in, in a way. And simply talking about this, I, I hope that you that the the people that is listening to us can like also feel how how we as a body understand this and it makes sense at a felt sensed uh level. Like yeah, the whole body is it's sensual and you can experience orgasm literally from Every a, any area because everything is connected. Perhaps the, the difference would be how into the realm of arousal you are to, to like get into this delight. I have a friend that one time she was super shocked, positively shocked because she walked into the Caribbean Sea at Playa del Carmen that is a beautiful turquoise sea that it's like a like a swimming pool for kids like for half a kilometer mm-hmm. like you can walk with, with the soft water soft warm water at waist mm-hmm. height and she was walking and she had like a one of her m- most memorable orgasms
1: uh, i love it i love this story
0: <laughs> and what she describes what is exactly what you're saying uh and utter state of fleshly devotion yeah. so like she she felt like <laughs> like making love with the with mm, the, the ocean or, literally you know, mm. and I love it you say receiving like to to feel to get an orgasm from a deep throat uh blowjob or at a cervical orgasm, like that takes, actually that, that doesn't takes anything. Like that actually means real safety, like real physical safety that translate in, in the sense of safety and certainty and trust at every level so the body can open. And now I actually don't see it anymore as, as an opening, but as as just taking the space that you already owned, but you were not safe to, to be in, like, like a, a flower. It doesn't take anything for the flower to open, like that's her nature to be blooming open like it's it's not something to do it's non-linear it's not a doing it's more a beingness yeah exactly exactly Marcy would you share with us a little exercise poem or something so the sensualist can embody what we've been talking Mm. Maybe we we could try putting your camera on if your internet supports us.
1: My internet is okay with that. Yeah. I'm feeling into that because I have a limited amount of time. And I tend to, when I start, it's hard to to have like short practices for me. So I'm like, oh, how can I? hmm. Five minutes. Yeah, in five minutes. Um I would I would start with once again something stable. So maybe like what's holding your body could be the chair, a chair or the floor. Taking the time to feel into that. Notice the point of contact between your body and what's holding your body. Inviting a gentle, subtle movement between your body and what's holding your body. Notice your breath. Nothing to change now, just notice your breath. Notice that you can allow a gentle sound from your mouth, And gentle exhale, and putting your hands or your attention on your breast, and breathing into your heart and your breast. Mm. There's nothing to do right now. Mm. Nothing has to happen right now. Mm. If the mind wants to do something, <laughs> you can notice the sensation in the body. <laughs> if there is any sensation. Yes. Yeah. Um, and allowing your hands to touch your breasts, um, maybe inviting it, like something that feels pleasurable if it's available. Um, and feeling there is both your hands on your breasts. Hands on your breast and your breast under your hand, the so both touching each other. Mm. Mm. <sighs> maybe you want to smile at your breast just thanking them thanking you for this short, short, gentle practice mm. Mm. yeah
0: yeah
1: Coming I mean, back to point of contact, and if you want to hug yourself,
0: uh, super happy, <laughs> <laughs>
1: super
0: happy. Say, uh, yeah, I had my breasts super abandoned. I even feel a, a little bit <laughs> sad about it. And yeah, like, like, why would we? Why would we abandon ourselves? Why would we neglect our pleasure? Why would we neglect the outmost pure expression of being alive that is the pleasure of being alive? Like, thanks so much, Marcy, for for sharing this this light of clarity, of, of warm, embracing, fleshly, protective clarity.
1: Very happy
0: to have you here.
1: Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. I loved it. I loved it too.
0: Tell us, how can we know more about your work?
1: Mm-hmm. I'm mostly on Instagram and Facebook. So Dr. Marcy Pondy or Marcy Pondy on Facebook. I, um, yeah, I post there mostly in French, even though I work in French and in English. <laughs> Thank
0: mm-hmm. Fantastic. Thank you, Marcy. So, You're welcome. Essentialist, go follow Dr. Marcy Pondy on Facebook and Instagram. Get to know her work because it's fascinating. And if you haven't subscribed already to the Essential Sessions podcast, go to centrodepoder.com And get yourself signed up to get a special gift for you waiting there. And these episodes delivered on your inbox weekly. Until next time, remember to sense your fire so you can share the flame.